Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Peace and good. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast with your host, Father Peter Teresa, joined once again by my trusty companion and co-host, the one, the only, the world traveler, Father Anthony. Hello, hello, trusty. I like that. Trusty. Yeah, you're, you're a trusted companion, a trusted advisor, a counselor. You're just, you're just a trusty fellow. Oh, thank you. Of course, of course. Not trustworthy, just trusty. Remember that one. Well, no, they're synonyms. They're synonyms. <laughs> you, you're, you're trust. I trust you with my life. Oh, thank you. I've, I literally have put my life in your hands, <laughs> and you have not let me down. You have not failed me. So, oh, praise thanks the Lord. be to God for that. It is good to be back, my brother. It is it's good, good to have to you back. back. It is good to have you back. Uh, it was good to have you last episode back in the in the chair. The, the the brothers kept it warm for you, but you know, no one no one can quite do what you do. There's probably people who disagree with you on that one, but <laughs> it, it doesn't make me feel good to hear it. Uh, no one course. can say what I say. <laughs> in the way that and I say only it. you can say it in the way that you say, one hundred percent. so last episode, if you have not listened, uh please go back and listen to as we're going through Father Anthony's summer sabbatical. Uh but before you do that. We would ask that you would like and subscribe the podcast. Follow. If, and follow. Because we did this last time. You don't actually subscribe or like. There's one anyway, of, yeah, on, on, podcast, on Apple. You just follow you it. You just follow it. I think, I've, I think you can also leave a comment. I think that helps as well. Okay. If you want to just say anything. Um, positive (laughs) (laughs) well anything truthful i suppose yeah you know hopefully you have something positive to say yeah if you have something positive to say please have a leave a comment if you have nothing nice to say then maybe you shouldn't say it emoji of some kind yeah i was always taught if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it so you know maybe just follow you know your mother's (laughs) advice on that one so uh but yeah please follow comment like subscribe whatever whatever you do on social media and listen to last week's episode to get a sense of what Father Anthony did on his sabbatical. We talked about your time in the Camino. Yeah. And today we want to talk about the rest of your sabbatical because your Camino took up five weeks. Five weeks. And you were gone for three months. Three months, yeah. So it was a, blink it was of a major part of it, but it was yes. not the only part yeah. of it. Yeah. No, it was, it was three months, but it was also a blink of an eye. And just to give people that I, I was in Italy with my parents mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. I went um, through Fatima to do, did the port, the Camino itself. They kind of went through Spain to, up to Lourdes, then back to Italy and did a silent retreat. Uh, and then I did another a final week with my family. So those are just kind of the, the general sense of what had three months when as we talk about it. So we're not going to go chronological. Yeah. So I want to give the chronological sense right. of how this was all happening. You really packed it in. Yeah, packed you it in. You squeezed these 90 days for all they were worth. And I was just certainly... Traveling, is it world traveling, is. <laughs> and I love that about you. So we kind of got a little general sense of, of what you're doing those three months, those ninety days. Just uh, so we, we we unpacked the Camino last episode. We're not going to get into that. If you're interested in that, uh, listen to that one. But just some personal highlights of things that you saw, or people that you met, or meals that you tried, or just any any personal highlights, just it could the be personal spiritual highlights. or or material. The one that comes. First on my list is Sagrada Familia, Sagrada Familia um, Church in Barcelona. The Holy Family. It was 
the second most beautiful church I've ever been to. Wow. Which is saying a lot. So I've been to Chatra, which mm-hmm. Chartres, to be a lot of people say. Yeah. Chatra Cathedral in uh, is that the most beautiful? France, which is the most beautiful okay, church okay. I've been to in my life. It, it's the most beautiful stained glass. Mm. Um, and and I've been to a lot. I have been to the Basilicas in Rome. Yes. I've been to Notre Dame. And I've been all over the cathedra, these uh, cathedrals and basilicas in Spain. I've seen a lot of beautiful, D.C., a lot of beautiful churches in my life. Right. And so, um, you know, I spent a semester in Europe. So, so to say this is the second. Yeah, it, it what about me it? What, a, what about it was? Okay, so... Um, all this say the architect, people are putting up his canon, his college for canonization. It was his lifelong. Wow. Project. You don't really hear that. And it's just this very holy man whose life was, it lived a very simple, poor life. Just to uh, say that as he was hit by a tram on his way to work Oh my God. and they thought it was homeless. Um, so they took him to like the hospital you couldn't mm-hmm. pay for him. And when they found out who it was, they're like, oh my goodness, like we got to take him to the, like the nicest wow. hospital. This is like a world famous architect, um, Gaudi. And they said, uh, he said, no, I'm, let me die with my people. Hmm. Like he felt himself among, like he'd always mm-hmm. live with the poor, like in a poor neighborhood, wow, et cetera. Yeah. But this cathedral, he wanted to make it look like a forest inside. Oh, interesting. And at first when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that sounds so modern. Yes. Uh, it started in late 1800. It's not finished yet. So it's over a hundred years. Well, so it is making. relatively new compared it's, to European churches. Yeah, it is relatively new and it is still being built. Interesting. Um, and they've, they've used his drawings to complete. And there's certain things that he drew when you see some like later, like hmm. sculptors have done. I'm like, oh, I wish he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, he makes these pillars and they, they, they're, they're solid pillars of different like marbles, mm-hmm. but they branch off at the top to support mm. um, these towers and, but the, the branches, the way they come up, does make it look a little bit like yes. a tree. And the stained glass is all different colors. Mm. So as the light gets in, I got to be there like as the sun was going down. And so as the light oh, goes yeah, the in, and the light sh- shifting and the greens and the reds and the blues yeah. was so it vibrant. It was yeah. alive. And that's what he wanted. He, he, he was inspired by nature. Mm-hmm. So he's using a lot of natural yeah. um, flowers and things to, to make this cathedral so beautiful. And then outside... The inside's stunning in that regard. Then outside, he has these huge towers there, which are inside the bells are a Carolingian. So okay. it's going to sound really beautiful as the music goes off, which yeah. I didn't get to hear because I hadn't started yet. But they have this beautiful, like Jesus tower in the middle and this tower to Our Lady. Mm. And then uh, 12 towers for the apostles and four towers for the evangelists. Interesting. So there's all these towers, all of which have bells. Yeah. It makes this just a huge kind of sight to behold. Yeah. All kind of spiraling up to heaven, everything going to draw on you to heaven. And then on the outside, the doors um, are based on the life of the Lord. So it's his uh, incarnation, his death, and then his glorification. Okay. And so you have this beautiful nativity. Um, the crucifixion, he wasn't alive for his drugs a little better. They're not terrible, but I just... <laughs> You I want the master's work. Yeah, I want the master's yeah. work as to what he actually wants. Yes, for sure. Uh, and so then you have the, these beautiful doorways to kind of move mm. in as well. So it's 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 simple. Yeah. Because inside, it's really, there's not some big profound, like you're this Baroque cathedral. You have this gold. Yes, no, for sure. Like, so the inside is very, very simple. But what, it, what the simplicity is just the beauty of the light. And then these beautiful sculptures on the outside to yeah. lead you in. So it was absolutely gorgeous. Loved it. Spent all day there. Is there um, anything, I mean, I just have to ask because I'm just personally curious, but it's the church's name for the Holy Family. Yeah. Were there any scenes, depictions, or motifs, or 
about like Our Lady Joseph, the life at Nazareth. Yeah, so on the nativity, it, okay. it's it's all different scenes from his. So the flight to Egypt is there. Okay. Obviously, the birth is there. Uh, the the uh, annunciation is there. So it's okay. all you have a lot of Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. And she's a whole family yeah. there. And then you have Mary and Jesus uh, at the at the cross, yeah. etc. In the the crucifixion, and then inside you have um, some statues. In, in, in images, but nice. very, very sparse. It's very okay. sim- simple inside. Interesting. Well, that sounds beautiful. I'll have to go one day. You yeah. have to take me. Highly recommended yeah. uh, Barcelona. That was certainly a, as far as just personal highlights. Yeah. As far as non-religious things that I did. Yeah. Another personal highlight. Um, well, I guess it's kind of religious. I took a tour like of the catacombs that are underneath St. Peter's. Yeah, that goes, certainly like, qualifies the, as religious. See the body of St. Peter, <laughs> which yeah. is certainly super like That's fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's all these like just secular catacombs. Mm-hmm. Not secular, oh, interesting. Just kind yeah, of Roman yeah. catacombs. And then some, you get to the Christian catacombs as well. Yeah. Now, in the end, getting to the body of St. Peter is like really, yeah, delicious. it's so wild. This, this very beautiful, profound experience. Yeah. And that was like a miracle because you have to book this thing like months mm. in advance. I just showed up. It's like, um, any, any openings? Anybody cancel today? They're like, we have a cancellation in 10 minutes. And I was like, English? They're like, English. I was like, wow. Lord, you're so good St. to me. St. Peter wanted you're it to so happen. so good to me. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Those are, that's pretty awesome. Um, and then the other thing I want to ask, one of the other things I want to ask you about is, you know, I think one of the things that's kind of just really important to, to us in, in our devotional life and, and our walk with the Lord is, is our relationship with the saints. Um, and we each have kind of particular devotions and, and saints who have reached out to us. And, and anytime we we've gone to new places or, or traveled and, you know, the saints have this way of, of reaching out to us. And so could you share maybe just a little bit of your experience of, of how the saints are reaching out to you uh, on your sabbatical? Yeah. I mean, there's three that come right to mind. I'll try hmm. to fly through them quickly, but take your time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, each of which I just really felt that this saint was reaching out. I was like, okay, I'm listening. Okay. But my mother loves uh, the Our Lady of the Rosary Shrine in Pompeii. Okay. Never that she's been, but she had an image of Our Lady of the Rosary mm. that her my grandfather had been in the war uh, brought back home. Oh, wow. And so that was that's in her house now. I was in her house growing up. And she always wanted to go to the shrine. And so it was like, we're going to Pompeii, not to see the ruins. We're going to Pompeii mm-hmm. to see the, the Our Lady of the Rosary Shrine. But uh, we stayed in Naples because Naples, right? I was like, well, I'm not going to stay in Pompeii. No, we're just mm-hmm. going to stay in Naples. It's less than an hour drive. And, and so we stayed in Naples. We get there the first day and I was like, well, it was the afternoon. What do we want to do? Oh, we'll go to the cathedral. Like, what do you do? else do you do? We go to the cathedral and the body of, of Januarius is there in, okay. in uh, the cathedral. And his blood was collected after his martyr, early, early church martyr. Yeah. His blood was collected, put into a vial and, uh, and congealed. Well, in the middle ages, they, they came and they recognized that the blood was liquid. Wow. And the blood of liquefied, like, oh my goodness, like this is 1500 years yes. later, you know, yeah. from his death or over a thousand years, like now this blood's liquid. Yeah. And then that, but the blood also, um, can she, can shield again? And like, what's going on? And they, they realize so that three times a year, yeah. his blood liquefies and it's on his feast day. <laughs> it's funny. His head and body had been separated. Mm-hmm. One of those things, like some somebody took the head, somebody of course, took the body. Yes. Well, the the head and body were reunified. Yeah, and that that's a, an, a, an anniversary <laughs> of the liquid. <laughs> Apparently, he liked that. And there's some I forget the other. I feel like it's some important date in Naples history. Okay, interesting. And they want some battle or something. But on these three dates, his blood liquefies. Yeah, and it stays liquid for a week. Well, his blood had liquid always liquefies the first Saturday of May. Okay, and we showed up 
on Sunday. And so the blood was still liquid. Wow. And we show up and we get there and like, it's up in this like case in the sanctuary and, and I'm sitting there and we kind of toured the church a little bit. I'm in there. Mm. And then I see a priest come out like with it, with his surplus. And I'm like, something's about to happen. My parents mm-hmm. like are like waiting for me. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. Then he comes up and talks about you know, the, the, the importance of January's et cetera. And then he comes and he grabs the, the vial and he starts walking through the church, like turning it up and down. You could see the li- like just turning. That's it's, it's so liquid. wild. Only like five times in the past 500 years has it not liquefied on these three dates. Wow. Um, and each of those was before like a major disaster. Like one was right before COVID, it didn't liquefy. Really? One was like right before this major earthquake to destroy the city. That's like, crazy. Oh, and it's just like, oh boy. So the fact it's liquid also made me feel a little safe. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really like the fact yes. that this, this, like three weeks out of the year, can you see this thing mm-hmm. liquid? Um, and on display. And we were there for that. I was like, that's okay, St. January, so I'm listening. Yes, that's amazing. Um, the next was, I was heading on my way to Lourdes post. Uh, okay. That's why I went through Barcelona. I was, I was in Madrid. I did finish the community. I went to Madrid and to Barcelona. I was on my way to Lourdes. And my bus stopped in Toulouse. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a few hours in Toulouse. I've, I, I've heard of it. Like, it's not a huge city. It's not a small city in France. It's like, France, I'm just going to kind of stop and, and take a look around for the morning. And then I'll jump, the, take the afternoon bus mm-hmm. to Lourdes. Cause I was going to spend a few days in Lourdes and, uh, it, it was kind of like wandering around a little bit. Like I went to their cathedral. It's pretty run down. Like mm. it was, it was really disappointing. Like you could tell this thing was awesome, Wow! but it was really in bed. Like wow. they've not kept it up yeah. maintenance wise. And it was like, oh, this is kind of sad. Actually. Yeah, the sad of like the decade of Catholic culture. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Then I, then I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to head over to this other basilica. I was like, anything, anything named basilica, I'm going to go. go yeah, for. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it turns out it's where St. Saturnus died. Hmm. So he was killed, an early church martyr by the yeah. Romans, and the, by being uh, attached to a bulls and dragged about the city. Wow. So eventually he dies, but That's the bulls, so brutal. he eventually is detached, like the rope breaks. And where it broke, they built a chapel mm-hmm. and they buried his body. Nice. And they buried his body first and they built a chapel there. And it's it just to be there where... Like he, he kind of mm-hmm. changed. Our Lord chose this spot mm-hmm. of all the places the Calico, right. and they buried him right there to build a chapel right there. And this has actually been a, a huge pilgrimage spot mm. because it had so many relics of saints. Wow. So they just started quieting. It's the turn. So they just cry. unfortunately during the uh, revolution, yeah. the French Revolution, they just went in and burned and buried and like destroyed oh, all Lord these awesome mercy. relics. Yeah, yeah, Lord, Lord have mercy. mercy. So it doesn't have quite the relics it yeah. used to have, but just to be there to know of this rape is so like it was a pilgrimage like. People were there from like Poland hmm. on pilgrimage. That's so cool. Because this is such a important spot. Yeah. I know uh, Anthony Padua was in Toulouse. Francis was in Toulouse. Like it's a oh, famous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Padua was to, to particularly to preaching against the Carthories. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just, it felt this connection to my Francis yeah. heritage. And then finally, so I get to Lourdes. And I know I have to be in Assisi, but I have a few days. So I'd spend a few days in Lourdes. And basically I'm like, okay, you know. Lord, am I supposed to stay in Lords a little bit longer? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to uh, go into other places? Like I heard Milan was a beautiful, would be on the way back. Gotcha. Through, yeah. So I should take a train, go to Milan. It's a beautiful cathedral yeah. there. And I just felt like Padre P and like come to, you know, wow. uh, San Giovanni Rantando. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I ended up um, heading out from my last couple of days before my silent retreat and going to San Giovanni Rantando, which is yeah. not easy to get to. Yeah, uh, but got there and was able to go see the body of Padre Pio. Wow. Uh, which, you know, was, don't be fooled. So he used to be buried in the crypts of the church. Mm-hmm. And it okay. says to the crypt and these arrows to the crypt and they get to yeah. the crypt and his body's not there. 
I was like, oh, is he on like this? Like, if is he on tour? You know, sometimes yeah, I think these yeah, Saints sure, on tour. Right, right. I'm like, oh man, is he on tour? Like, I was so disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, Padre Pio called me. <laughs> like, his body's on trick. Yeah. Like, I got to go pray in the chapel where he prayed. I got to see the crucifix yeah. before which he had the stigmata. Wow. So there's like these awesome yes. things, but I'm like, kind of. But then I like asked somebody, I'm like, is his body on tour? They're like, no, his body's in the new church. I'm like, the new church. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you swing around and you didn't even see, cause it's like down below the hill, but there's this new mm-hmm. church like behind where the church, the convent, the friar he was in where his body is. That was just this, this high, like I was kind yeah, of like below. Yeah, I got this yeah. high to see his body and really felt beckoned by him to come and yeah. to, to visit him. And then I went to St. Michael's cave, which is a, a spot that, St. Francis said was so holy, he didn't even enter the cave. He mm. went and knelt and prayed at the foot of the cave. He didn't feel worthy to go in. <laughs> and Padre Pio said it was like the holiest place on earth. Wow. It's a great story. Look up St. Michael's Cave. The bishop, like basically all these miracles started happening. And St. Michael's telling the bishop, like build, build a chapel here. Build a chapel. He's like, consecrate the chapel. And bishop's like delaying. And then, then he kind of shows up and Michael's like, I already consecrated it. Wow. So it's a, like an officially recognized chapel that's never been consecrated by a bishop. Because St. Michael an archangel told in. the bishop, like, That's I have consecrated so this, which theologically I don't entirely understand, but yeah. it's still super cool. The Lord just does it. He does whatever he wants. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, uh, I find it interesting that the first two were early martyrs. You know, yeah. I don't know what that means, but they were, <laughs> the early martyrs were reaching out to you January. A, w- a white martyr and just two red martyrs and a white yeah. martyr. So. Yeah, and an astigmatist. So, uh. Yeah, I would. I've never been to San Diego Rotunda, but that sounds like amazing. I mean, to see the cross. Yeah, that he was praying before he received the the stigma. It gives you goosebumps. It's just like wow. Like he spent hours. Obviously, I, I, it was hard to tell. Is this the place where he was praying? Mm. Something kind of a loft behind the church. I, mean, I don't know enough of his history. Mm-hmm. To know where is? Did they sure. move this or where it was? But it was like in a, a prayer, a chapel. Yeah, um, where they had it, and I was like, wow, like. Just to, to be like, he was staring at like into the eyes, yeah. meditating upon the cross. And this was the cross he was meditating yeah. upon when the Lord imprinted the wounds <sighs> in his body. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I, what I find amazing about it too is that you, like there's first these two early church martyr saints, and then you have a 20th century saint. Yeah. And you just kind of see like the Lord's work for 2000 years. I mean, yeah. like he's been raising up saints for 2000 years. And, and that's, what's so neat about Padre Pio is like, I mean, we, we got photographs of him, like yeah. we've got his writings, we've got videos of him. It's pretty amazing. Um, so I did the a holy hour before I knew where his body was. I did a holy hour in the chapel where he would celebrate morning mass, mm. which was just, I mean, to think yeah. the man went into ec- ecstasy on this altar yeah. and they haven't changed it. They did not Thanks be to God. do anything. It's still Thanks be the to same God. little chapel, yeah. you know, uh, uh, we say in the old, old Latin mass, but uh, but then, then at, when you get to the body itself, it's just like, I'm doing another holy hour. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, sitting here and praying, but all the people who just wept, wow, just walked in front of the body and just tried to weep. Yeah. Is it cause it's, I mean, like, it's not easy to get to, mm-hmm. uh, and just all these people who just have this devotion to Patrick, you know, yes. people who've, who've experienced him, um, who've experienced his presence, his intercession, his yeah. prayers, and just coming and praying, paying their 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 respects to him was really beautiful. To that's amazing. Or bringing the petitions, like just asking for his prayers and petitions. Yeah, that's that's so amazing. Well, you've alluded to it, uh, to maybe the the real amazing places that you're able to get to. We've been talking about the saints, and now it's time to talk about the Queen of the Saints. Yeah, uh, Our Lady, and you're able to get to 
two of maybe her most famous shrines, mm-hmm. uh, Fatima and Lourdes. Uh, so please just share with us what what that what that was like. Yeah, so never, because you were at Fatima on Fatima, right? Yeah, I on went, May thirteenth. So, so typically, when people walk the Camino, they go to Lourdes first. They hike the Camino and then they go to Fatima. Okay. Because Lourdes is right near the beginning of, of say, it's not, it's yeah. not far from seeing right. the makes sense. Yep. It, it is an easy uh, trek to get over and we'll hike the Camino from there. And then Santiago is north of Fatima. So you can actually go down to Fatima from okay. Santiago on a bus, uh, a couple of buses, but it's an easier trip. Yeah. I did the complete opposite. I did the hard trip both hey, ways uh, because I wanted to be in Fatima on the feast. Yeah. I was like, man, I have a chance to get there for the feast. That's so cool. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Uh, and they said two, like two of her most famous apparitions and apparition sites in the world, yeah. uh, if not the two most famous. And so to be in Fatima, and so it's crazy because I get it's tens of thousands. I can't even get a room in Fatima. Mm. Like I'm staying mm-hmm. in Lisbon and take an hour long hour bus in the morning mm-hmm. to be there for the day, and then take hour bus back because it's just yeah. crazy busy. And I go to Fatima. Uh, and it's tens of thousands wow. of people. And so they've get on the hill where, where she appeared. They're, they've they've paved it all. They've set it all aside. So there's no, that thing is no touristy that mm-hmm. stuff. It's just all set aside. It's kind of uh, all paved in that area on the hill. In the middle of this huge paved area is where they have a little, almost like outdoor shrine. It's uh, it's like a canopy, uh, more permanent than that, but where she actually appeared. And then the top mm-hmm. of a little hill is the basilica where the children are buried. And then kind of the opposite side, like a hundred yards or, or more on the other side is this, this big chapel where this looks like they have big, big indoor masses. But they, when I got there, they have this big outdoor mass, yeah, wow. which I didn't realize. And I just show up and it's just like a <laughs> sea of people. Yeah. It, it's like, and so they have like, it, like I said, it's a little bit of a hill and like kind of the opposite, like a far end from the Basilica where they're having like in front of the Basilica, the outdoor mass opposite in like the, the platform that I'm on, which is, it's like, 10 people deep just to look at the platform, just to look at the crowds. I'm like, so I can't wild. even see like, yeah. anything. So I do what I always do in such situations, start praying. Yes. Like I just see a line. I'm like, you know what? I'm in, if there's a line in the middle of mass for yeah. anything, like why not? So yeah. I just jump in. <laughs> I realize like everybody has candles. I'm like, oh, I bet you it's like, you go and like, yeah. put your candle up. You're going to have it. You just I'm gonna, yeah, it's all like, I hope that I can just buy a candle. Like I'll put, I'll, I'll put my dog, I'll, I'll put some money and get mm-hmm. lighting candle. I love mm-hmm. lighting candles. Like I like candles everywhere I go. That's awesome. This is great. But I also like, so I'm there and it's probably, you know, it's a long, it's a long mass. Mm-hmm. I've been in this line for a long time. Uh, like over half an hour, probably about closer to an hour. Wow, I'm just yeah. in line, just kind of slowly waving my way. And I'm down and like communion's going on, like while I'm in line. And I've already, already had mass. Um, and so I'm just like, you're just there, just in line, hanging out. And, uh, and I get to the, the, this point of no return and I realize like, oh, like the candle thing, there's just a big raging fire and people are just throwing their candles into the fire. <laughs> they're like, they're taking their prayers, which I think is so awesome. Like, yes. I, I was like, I wish I had a candle. Um, but I, uh, nice thing is it walked, like I walk right next to the apparition site. Okay. I'm yeah. like, so despite the fact there's 10,000 people, I just sneak out of the line and now I'm like right in front of the apparition site. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and so Excellent. the mask is, is over and everybody just like who's there. A lot of people just go to eat lunch because it's mm-hmm. all about it. I'm, I'm just like, I just pop, pop over uh, right in front of the apparition side and just pray um, right there. And you can actually get on your knees and, and go closer, wow. um, which I do. 
and which was what a very emotional experience. Wow. Extreme. As far as like highlights of the trip, it was yeah. getting on my knees um, and walking. I did it then. I also did it at three and at three o'clock, like in the power of Penny Divine wow. Mercy as I walked around and experienced just the mercy of God. It was really very touching, very moving wow. for me. Just an emotional experience. Yeah. And then went up to the Basilica where all three of the children are buried. Okay. I didn't realize uh, Sister Lucia decided to get buried there, not in. Uh, I didn't realize that either. Event, but yeah, she, she is buried there. Yeah. And then uh, I also was able to the cave, the cave, they call it, okay. with the rocks where the guardian angel of Fatima of, of, of Portugal appeared to the children yeah. a year before Mary appeared to them. A lot of people don't know this. Right. The guardian angel of Port and, and, and gave them the prayer. Um, my God, I believe, I adore, I love, I trust you. Right. Ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not love, do not Amen. trust you. And ask them to pray that yeah. frequently. And so, so that was a very peaceful place. Talk about um, peace. Mm. Like the angel came to bring the message of peace in a place in the middle of war. Yeah. Since the middle of World War One, And that was, that was a very peaceful, because it's a way. Like you got like away from even the the crowds. Okay. Just a very peaceful place. Yeah. And then I went over to the village where the kids grew up, okay. which was very, it's getting, unfortunately, it's getting more touristy. Sure. Like you can tell the touristy side is on the opposite side. So where they grew up is on one side. And then where like all the hotels and everything is on the opposite, the opposite side. So you have to walk a little bit to get there. Okay. And so you walk there a little bit, then you get to the old village. And now even that village is getting kind of built up, which was sad. But you can still, there's still dirt roads there. Okay. So it's still wow. like the walk on the dirt roads. And, and get the feel of yeah. the village that those kids grew up in. So that Fatima was incredible. And then, but Lord's just touched my heart. Okay. Like Lord's, Lord's stole my heart. Um, because Lord, I love the program. Like Fatima was just masses all day long. Like mm -hmm. even I just, I looked at what their daily program was, which was like set up and it's just masses in Portugal and Spanish all day long. Um, Lord's right. there's like, you have the processions, which is why like our ladies like, okay. Hey, do procession. Yeah. And so they have two daily processions, one's a Eucharistic procession wow. at 5 p.m. Uh, and if, and then what from where um, she Bernadette first saw Our Lady. Okay. So it's on the opposite of the river where she, near where she first saw them. They, they expose the bus sacrament and then they walk to over to this kind of huge underground chapel they have there um, for big events. Okay. And they, they kind of walk over there and you're singing the whole time um, and, and go in and... Um, it's just this really beautiful, uh, experience, all the sick are being, being yes. carted along. Yes. And then you have the evening procession, which is the candlelight procession, which okay. is even more moving. And you walk from the side of the apparition, uh, where Mary actually appeared, okay. the grotto, and you go all the way kind of through the whole property. Again, I think both of these places, they have bigger pieces of property. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's, you kind of, all the tourists have a little bit at bay because you have That's great. just the shrine yeah. itself. And so you walk kind of this huge, like a huge, like a huge track basically around hmm. and go into the bottom of one of the basilicas. Oh. And you have the kind of, there's a basilica built at the cave where Mary appeared is like on the side of a cliff. Yeah. On the top of that cliff, there's a church and that's kind okay. of a basilica. Yeah. And, and so then you have at the bottom of that is where they do their big kind of outdoor stuff. Okay. So there's this candlelight, but you're praying the rosary the whole time. And, wow. and getting over. And that, that's a very, also a very moving experience. Yeah. Also because the Lord Lady asked for. Yeah. They have this beautiful stations of the cross hmm. um, that I went on the top of this hill, which were really like, they tell like, so to get to the first station, um, if you want to do, if you want to go up to the station, it's up, it's, it's where Jesus condemned. So it's like these stairs and they made it like the Spanish stairs. I'm not sorry, not the Spanish stairs, but the, the stairs of um, 
I forget their name, of Pontius Pilate that are in Rome. That our Lord ascended. Our Lord ascended. To, to meet Pilate. Um, yeah. Yes, to meet Pilate. They're in Rome now. Right. And to walk on those stairs, you have to be on your knees. You cannot walk up right. those stairs. Well, the same for the stations, like for mm. those stairs. It's like to, to go up the station, you have to go up on your knees. Wow. And at first I was like, oh, I'll go up right in the stations. Like a, and then like, tell you what, you got to walk up a huge set of stairs on your knees. That's like no you get in your prayer, you get in prayer mode, right? Yeah. You get in the yes. stage, you get in the, in the mode of stage. Yes. Of the so I really like that because I was, I was like wanting to get very excited, but all of a sudden, like it just puts you in the yes. mode of like, oh wait, I'm praying. Like, right. I'm making a sacrifice. Yeah. It was hot. It was getting, it was getting warm by that time of the year, yeah. um, into June. Beginning of July. Did you do the baths at Lord's? Man, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just, I'm excited. For I know. No, I was hi- highlighting, you know. Yeah. And then, so then you have the uh, <laughs> the site where she actually appeared. I got to celebrate a mass there with, uh, oh, wow. was an Irish bishop was having a mass there. Nice. And a, a good friend, Father Patrick Finn, happened to be there. And oh, that's, that's so amazing. He was celebrating yes. that mass. So he, he, I got the hookup and got to yeah. celebrate that. And, uh, and, and that's just beautiful to be at the site. And, and you can, when you're not having mass or anything there, you can walk hmm. direct below. So she appears like up a little higher. You okay. can walk kind of below there and touch the cave. Yeah. Um, but of course, the most moving part for me was the paths, wow. which they've changed a little bit because of COVID. Okay. So you have, uh, you, you don't actually j- get naked and that quite, but you know, take your clothes off and get, and get yeah. dunked in the baths with just some cloth on you, you keep your clothes on and they just take a picture and pour it over your hands okay. three times. So you wash your hands. You wash, you pour it in your hands, you wash your face, yeah. then they pour it in, you take a drink. Hmm. Um, but it was still really, emo- I liked it for two reasons. One, it keeps the line moving. Sure. So I heard before, like you just stood there all day long, yeah. which for me would have been fine because I was there for a few days. Right. But for a lot of people, they don't get to get to the baths. Mm-hmm. So the fact that a lot of people get to do the baths yeah, now, was, I really appreciate it. And I got to do it a couple of times. And two, it was really emotional. Just standing there and like yeah. having the waters of the Lord, these healing waters, Whew. just yeah. just drinking them, just pouring them over me, yeah. washing myself with them. Kind of like the end of my pilgrimage, like I washed my feet with them. Because mm. I started the pilgrimage with Our Lady of Fatima. This mm. for me was in a certain sense, the end of that, that portion yeah. of the pilgrimage. Um, I kept the pilgrimage going, but in that just honoring Our Lady yeah. and just being washed, you know, all the stuff that I brought in the communal that I let go of. And now I'm just being washed clean of. And just letting wow. go of those burdens once yes. again. Yes. So it's just a really emotional, profound experience. Yes. So the baths is certainly a highlight. And so I love the program. Like you can just get up, you can do the go for, go to mass, you can go see the grotto. There's these basilicas, you greet the baths, you do the stations, you do the processions. Like yeah. it, there's just all this, it's just a flow. So I do in there a few days, I just in the flow of it, uh-huh. really prayerful flow, which made me just Lord's just this beautiful, beautiful place that I really felt like I entered into that prayerful experience. That's amazing. No, that's really amazing. Yeah, doing Fatima and Lords in one summer, that's like, that's a dream. That's a dream. And so to then wrap up your pilgrimage, uh, you went to Assisi for three weeks, about four yeah, weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. So you did um, some retreat did a silent time retreat there. But uh, so I'd walk up to, I, I'll go real brief because I know we're out of time, but I, I'd walk up to the carchery and I would, uh, where Francis had his hermitage in Assisi. Okay. So it's about an hour walk from the town of Assisi up to, up this big hill. So just, yeah. You know, had a, God had a lot of walking. And yeah. everybody was really hot. So the sisters all thought I was staying with, I thought I was crazy. Like, you're walking <laughs> out there every day. But you're, it's, it's wooded. You're in, the, in the, you're in the woods. I just went and found a rock. Yeah. In the middle of the woods and just prayed. All I love it. For a few hours. It was awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I went all the way up to the hill, like okay. on the hill in which Assisi's built. Yeah. It's just a beautiful view. Mm-hmm. And there's a cross up there. It's where I put everybody's petitions that I brought. Mm, later thank you. At the very end, the last day, or at the last day, yeah. all, all everything down there. And then in the after, I'd go back, have have lunch. Um, I was just at a grocery store, just eating out of, I mostly just ate at grocery stores mm-hmm. on my trip. 
And then I would go to various churches. So I went to obviously the Basilica St. Francis. Yeah. I just go pray in front of his, the yeah. chapel where his body is, yeah. the, where St. Clair's buried. And then where the San Damiano church is and the little yeah. adoration chapel they have there. And where um, uh, Car- um, Blessed Carlo Cutis is in mm, Assisi, mm-hmm. so where he's buried. I would yeah. go and pray there. Uh, where he's actually buried, it's not really as good a condition of prayer. They have a Eucharistic chapel. That's okay. the same yeah. church, but just opposite side. I would pray there. Did you have a favorite church or chapel to pray in, in Assisi or a site? I mean, where St. Francis is buried. Okay. Yeah, definitely. In the crypt. In the crypt. Because I found there's, they have the, the pews. It's really hard to find places that you can. So I like to pray for a few hours. Like mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm on a silent retreat, like I'm just going yes. to like, I'm going to a, going most to play are, a little most, bit. So they have these like pews in most places that it's like not conducive to like long <laughs> periods of prayer. Like it's, it's wooden kneelers and yeah. it's like one wooden like yes. plank on your back. So I'd like kneel for 20 minutes. So, like, and then I would like sit for 20 minutes. And then like, it's like knees are in pain, backs are in pain, just like go back and forth, <laughs> you know? And it's not like you need to like, you could stand there for a little bit, but there's like yeah. tourists everywhere, a lot yeah. of these places. But there was a ch- there's some chairs at the Basilica. Oh, so nice. I found a chair, so I would go yes. and I'd kneel and I'd sit. And I was a little more conducive yeah. for a long period of prayer. Oh, so that was just on the natural was very nice, but yeah. very, very, very graceful. Yeah. Especially, I was able to find some of the spots where it's not as touristy mm. times. You know, when mm-hmm. not as many people are coming, you get the flow in there for a few weeks, right. but go is a little bit less trafficy wow. and, and just to be quiet in that place and yeah. be with the body of, of the founder and someone I'm trying to imitate my life after. Yeah. Do you feel like there was anything about your time in Assisi that has really kind of just strengthened and fortified your vocation as a Franciscan? Oh, everything. <laughs> um, I would say uh, just uh, going up to the car tree. Okay. I mean, the contemplative aspect of our life is so important. Mm. And we, I lose track of that oftentimes. Yeah. I know right. it. I'm, I, I do. I pray a lot. Right. But a lot of that prayer is oftentimes distracted. It's it's very yeah. much like busy. Yeah. I'm like thinking about a hundred different things. Right. I'm trying to lay it down. Trying to come before the Lord. Um, but like doing holy hours and, and kind of and doing rosaries and kind of my mind half there, half there. Um, half on the next thing. Right, right, right. Um, and to be able to just go and one, not have any of those things in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. but to just recognize that Francis, who I'm, was extremely busy finding an order, you know, yes. all over the world, just taking that time and going up and saying, you know what, I just got to get away and I got to go pray. And you see these men who built, and not just him, but all these little hermitages that are on mm. in this space where, where friars for hundreds of years have built little spots. They just, you know, uh, rocks kind of in, in wood, you know, they're still yes. there up against a wall. We're just to protect themselves from the rain, they just oh, wow. go out and, and pray yeah. and take time with God and extended time with God. Just remind me the importance of that. Yeah. Of like this is a part of the Franciscan life. Like yeah. we have a huge mm. ministry. We do a lot with the native peoples. It's really important, but obviously the source of our strength is our, is our yeah. prayer life and our fraternal life. And um, I never want to lose track of that. And not, not obviously, you know, we have that, mm-hmm. but um, to really enter into that mm. and to recognize the importance of it is so important. Amen. You're making me want to go go pray somewhere. <laughs> Amen. Go out in the middle of the woods and pray. Yeah. Well, I'm sure after listening to this, the and hearing about your travels and your adventures, I'm sure the the people of God are are very eager and excited for you to lead a pilgrimage sometime soon. Yes, so, we so, have the Holy so, Land yeah. is coming soon. So, uh, but sure, uh, sure yeah. there'll be some more as well. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. That'll be that'll be really exciting. So, well, thanks for sharing your. Uh, your time of sabbatical with us and well and thank you to everybody who prayed for me yeah. i certainly had all your prayers but i certainly um thank you for uh, your prayers for me in that yeah. time because it was really a grace-filled time and i'm a firm believer that your blessing is our blessing that 
you know, you go and, and take this time to be with the Lord in these holy sites and, and the Lord transforms you, renews you, and then you carry all that back into our friary, into our, our ministry and into all of this. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's God is, God is just so good that way, you know, Amen. that it's not that your blessings are not just your blessings, but they're, they're all of our blessings. Yeah, so one of our, you were blessed listening to One it. of our natives, not some crazy people did this, came up and like, I started like touching my shoulder <laughs> and he was all like, I've told everybody to come and touch you. Like you could get the blessing you received. They can hey, rub off man, on us. Dude, like, that's okay, right. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So father, to wrap up our podcast, we, uh, we kind of did something different last episode with our final question. You asked me, you know, if the friary was burning down, you know, and I had to run into my cell and, and grab some things, what would be the, the things that I grabbed? Uh, I just want to let it be known first and foremost that I would run to the chapel first and save our Lord before I went to our cell. I thought that would be an important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And then after I made sure the Lord was safe and secure. And so, Father, if the friary was burning down, uh, the same question that you asked me last week, what would be one of the first things that you grabbed out of your cell and why? Yeah. Um, a part of me, so I don't know, I said, because you're like, well, just man, let it all burn. Like, <laughs> I know when over. you asked me this question, I was like, just let it all burn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all you. replaceable. Yeah, like, there's exactly. nothing. Um, which made me think, okay, like, what isn't replaceable right. in my room? Uh, so that's my, my background. And, you know, I think my journals, mm. um, you know, I, I journaled the whole time I was on wow. my pilgrimage. It's just funny. The funny thing is when I die, I want them all burned. <laughs> <laughs> like there's things that I don't want to survive my death. Yeah. Like I will be burning them before I die, yeah. hopefully. Um, and it's just, but it's funny, like for now, yes. like I like to read back, go back, read, and yes. I don't do it often enough. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like things that I, I, I have these dreams of one day I'll look back at my old journals, which but I do it like, so not even once a year, like very infrequently wow, yeah. do I actually get back and read, yeah. but I did it when I was on the 30 day, I yeah. had the, my journal from the Camino and I read through that journal. Mm. And so, um, it's really just, I can't replace that. I can't replace these. No, you know, that's great. They might, you know, years of religious life yes. and the years that I've been journaling, uh, that I've been writing down, um, I, that those are, you know, the memories I, and, and thoughts and re- things that have happened yes. and what the Lord's been doing. So yeah, that's a, that, that I can't just replace release. No, place, 100%. So I think that's number one on the, the things I would grab to, to keep with me as I ran out of the burning fiery. Well, now I know that if my room is the one that's on fire and you're out of the house, I'll run into your room and, and grab all your junk. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Well, thanks be to God. Thanks for, uh, thanks for praying for us and carrying all of us in your heart and your sufferings on your sabbatical and, and, and offering all that you did for, for us. And uh, thanks for sharing uh, with the people of God your time. And uh, if you please, just close us in a final prayer. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May he make his face shine upon us, be gracious to us. May he turn his countenance towards us and give us his peace. May Almighty God bless you as I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.